Welcome to Feel More, Buy More, the marketing and advertising podcast from System One that puts its data where its mouth is. In this episode, we're going to be looking at how ads perform in different markets. We've recently done a study on ads in the UK and ads in the US and tested them in the opposite market. We're going to take a look at those today. Today, I'm joined by Tom Ewing, as always. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hello. And I'm also joined by Laura Swinton, who is the MD and Editor-in-Chief of Little Black Book. How are you doing, Laura? Welcome to the pod. I'm I'm very good. I'm enjoying the 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 sunny sunny outlook right now. Yeah, sunny London <laughs> and the the ambulance is going by behind <laughs> us. Um, so we're joined by Laura because Laura is the MD and editor in chief of Little Black Book, which is an independent platform that brings together some of the best work from agencies, brand, post production houses, and more. They've got great content on the site and they also run a yearly award show called the Immortal Awards. I'll make sure I've got links to all of that in the show notes. If you're familiar with our star rating system, you'll know that only 1% of ads get a five-star rating, which is the most effective measure of long-term growth. So the ads that we've tested in their markets got five-star and above. Do we think that they will perform considerably worse or similar in in the in the different market i mean this is the question it's because there's sort of two schools of thought um there's there's a lot of pressure to make kind of global campaigns global marketing things that will work work well around the world so like lego for instance just just has done its first global campaign for like 30 years um and but then at the same time you know a lot of the ads that we look back and remember and sort of think about most fondly are, are going to have quite strong local, local overtones, locally specific. Yeah, I mean, I think marketers like to talk about these big universal emotions, and you know, we all go through the same sort of life's you know, milestones in life. Um, but I think the danger is thinking that we experience them all in the same way. Um, and not appreciating the nuances around that in different cultures. So, so you can get, yeah, you can get stuff which is sort of emotional on the surface, but actually pretty bland and not really resonating. Um, and and that was sort of one of the things that we wanted to wanted to check out. So we've got we've got uh, half a dozen ads, half a dozen US and half a dozen UK ads. Um, so this is there's no language barrier. Um, there's no. There's no sort of, you know, it, it, it ought to be. It's like these are two cultures that have quite a lot in common, the US and the UK. So it was an interesting one to kind of to sort of do as an example. And also, of course, we have a load of uh, a load of data from System 1 ad ratings. Like one example, which 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 we're just going to look at first. This got five stars in the UK. Um, and it's it's by McCain's um, who, you know, we all know McCain's. They Daddy make or chips. Daddy or That's chips. That's five star all the way for me. Da- Daddy or chips is a is a is a legendary ad. This is um, this is this is last year's campaign, and it's last year's here's to love campaign. When it comes to love, what's normal? Normal isn't normal. Love doesn't care about gender, where you're from, or what others may think. It won't judge you on ability or so-called disability. It won't age, fade. Or so hold a what we're seeing here is um, is a bunch of, of kind of 
couples of all ages. Um, there's some same-sex couples. There's some couples where one or both are disabled. Um, it's a really very diverse ad. Um, people from lots of different ethnic backgrounds. And they're all, you know, what brings them all together? Well, this being a McCain's ad, what brings them all together is oven-ready chips. Um, some of them are sweet potato ads, uh, sweet potato okay. chips, because this is the, the diversity of the chips. Century. Yeah, um, and it's it's every kind of love, and we are family and stuff. And there's a very kind of warm, warm British accent narrating it. Yeah, so and it, it feels very. I mean, it does still. It feels very British as well. Like it's not leaning into any anything and making it too sentimental either. It's trying to normalise things, which yeah. I think is quite. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, you know, like a lot of five-star ads, it's probably not going to be doing anything that's sort of formally groundbreaking or award-winning. It's not going to be kind of necessarily celebrated by the industry, but the, the wider population thought it was great, um, and, and it got a, a solid five-star rating here. But what, Laura, do you think an American market would make of that one? Um, I mean, I guess it sort of it taps into a lot of similar... Uh, trends that you'd see in America and a lot of discussions. I mean, I, uh, I was going to say America's perhaps a bit more polarised, but um, we're recording this just after like mega scenes in Parliament yeah, last yeah, night, yeah. so maybe not. Um, so maybe America's a bit more polarised around issues like that, but um, I mean, it's pretty inoffensive. Um and it's it's quite cosy and warming. Like you feel like you've eaten some cosy warm chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I guess they're going after. Um, it it actually we can now reveal. So that so what do you think it got in the in in the US? I don't know. Maybe like a four or something. Okay, interesting. So it got a two and a half star. Two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. So so there's something now. It's it's it is an interesting point that. Um, that like the kind of political polarization that it's very easy for us to characterize the US as a very politically polarized place. Maybe they're a little further along in the kind of cultural polarization. It's certainly true that we, we, we haven't seen that much kind of like backlash um, against what you might, you know, against diversity in ads and that kind of thing uh, here. Whereas there's been a little more of it in the in the US. Well, I think what's interesting in America as well on that front is, um, you know, you've got the rise of um, like multicultural agencies and, and really they're created to, to target different um, like ethnic groups. And, uh, um, you know, mainly Hispanic, but some are targeting different Asian Americans. And even within that, there's a lot of differences too. Um, and I, th I read somewhere that the UK, I think, has a higher percentage of interracial couples as yeah. well. Because we're a small island, so we kind of have to like, rub along somehow. And I think maybe we yeah, have that. Yeah, so the, that, that could be an issue. But so I wonder if it's, if it's like that sort of that difference among diversity or whether it's just the Britishness. What you were saying, that kind of unpretentious Britishness, maybe it's just not, not sort of widescreen enough in its celebration of, of family and stuff, you know, not sentimental yeah. enough in I mean, its thing to, even to though, land. Even though it's super diverse, I, th I think it does key into a, a universal British feeling, which is getting home from work at that time of year um, when it's just cold, you don't want to cook, you just want to put some chips on, um, and like 
you know, snuggle up in front of Strictly or whatever. Um, whereas I suppose geographically, America's so diverse that not everybody has that as a touchstone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, so it's a it's a kind of positioning thing, and that's of course the thing that you have to you have to kind of remember. We'll get on to a couple of examples later on the podcast of, of ads which genuinely are completely, totally the same in both countries. So we're we're sort of you know we're cheating here because well we're not cheating, but we're 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 showing ads that were never intended to be shown in other in other markets and we're saying you know is is there five starness does it kind of transfer across the barriers let's have um let's let's have a look let's have a look in the other direction actually at a us ad uh, this is for pillsbury as as iconic um in the us probably as the kind of mccain's chips is in the uk with the pillsbury doughboy um and this yeah this is a 15 second ad very short called blessings in this home we count our blessings. Ah, uh, this one. Both when there's a little and a lot. There you go. What matters most is made at home. <laughs> yeah, it's very sincere, isn't it? Very sincere, yeah. I, I just felt awkward watching it. <laughs> there's, there's no jokes in, yeah. um, in that. So that that actually was off the charts in the US. That got a 5.9. Yeah, the, the so very, very strong score in the US. Iconic brand, Tasty Cakes. The UK, I, th- I think there's maybe the, the sort of the the awkwardness around the sincerity. I would imagine would be a big issue in the UK, and it's so like you know, two point four children, moms doing the baking, and I think it's, it's that's it's not very, something that we yeah, recognise. Very very normative. Yeah. Um, in a yeah, in a so there's it's a it's a very sort of traditional US family values ad. What do you think, Laura? What what do you think it would score in the UK? I mean, I I can I don't imagine I would score it very highly. I th- I, th- I think maybe another two. Mm, interesting. So that got a two point seven. So, so it did higher than chips. It it did do higher, but it the difference between them are about the same because mm. the McCain's one went from five point three to two point five, whereas this went from a five point nine to a two point seven. Wow. Okay. So it was a similar sort of dip, but because it scored so highly in the US. It is a huge come down. Don't get me wrong, that a 2.7 star ad is still a very mm. good ad. Um, it's just... It's an above average ad. It's, it's, it's an, a, it's an above a, average yeah. ad, but because they set set the bar so high in the US by really, really hitting that emotion home and resonating with um, the, the, the US population that they, they got such a high score with I mean, that. I can imagine. I mean, I can imagine you could theoretically run that during Bake Off, and yeah. some people might go, "Hmm, well, the the food looks really tasty." So from an emotional level, there and the girl, little girl's quite cute. Ooh, I fancy trying to make a little Danish. And I think I think also that you know they're they're front loading the idea of blessings, mm-hmm. um, counting the blessings and stuff. And one of the interesting things about Britain is that we're a much more secular country than we used yeah. to be. So there's a there's a kind of cultural difference which you might not necessarily kind of immediately latch on to. I thought you were going to say, we're just far more... We're just a bunch of ungrateful shits here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I mean, I think, yeah, also it's kind of like, you know, like daddy or chips. Yeah. <laughs> The, the 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 plot of for our for our, our younger listeners the plot of Daddy or Chips is that a little girl is asked um, by those fiends at McCain to uh, to choose between Daddy or Chips um, and naturally uh, I I believe does she choose chips 
I think yeah, she chooses. Yeah, I think she chooses chips. I mean, she does take a while to deliberate, to be fair. It's, it's not like It's a hard instant. choice. Um, but there's, no, there's not much blessing counting, you know. It's not like Pillsbury are never going to say, you know, mommy or cake um, in their ads. And uh, probably because it would scandalise. There's actually another ad um, in this where you get that kind of slight darkness of humour. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe we should have a look at it, actually. Uh, the Pickle Me. Branson's Pickle Me. This is a UK okay. ad. Which got a 5.2 in the UK. 5.2 in the UK. So we love this. And it's, it's a load of animatronic cheeses. They're very cute. Yeah. Lots of different cheeses. And a spoon descends from the clouds. <laughs> and the cheeses are, are desperate to get onto that spoon. And then, there we go. That's amazing. And then it ascends to heaven. So it's another very religious ad in a way, like blessings. Yeah, but there's like eyeballs popping out there's and cheese melting. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not like, it's not um, making any bones of the fact that these cheeses are desperate to be eaten. These very cute cheeses. They're desperate to be smothered in pickle. Uh, Branson's pickle and eaten. But... Yeah, it is. I mean, that is a really British ad. There's like, it's, it's, it's cute. It's surreal. It's a little, tiny little bit dark. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think you, could, I think you, I think you could really dig into the, the darkness there. It's yeah. something a little bit. Uh, I'm just gonna be careful where I go with this. But they're they are in sort of they are having connections. They are finding the idea of the pick the pickle. Yeah. Overwhelmingly uh, exciting. Yes, they're very, very, very keen to yes. to be pickled and eaten. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the copy, like pickle me. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it it it's like a an f word me, like you know, it's yeah. There's there's a, there's a sexual there's a sexual element to it. It's it's almost it's almost the equivalent of that French ad we discussed a couple of um a couple of. Um, episodes ago, where it was the Orangina one with oh, the furries. Oh, that's such a classic. The the various so the various furry animals who are all kind of getting it mm -hmm. onto Orangina. Now, like maybe this is as as frank as um, as Brits can be about yeah. about their kind of strange food fetishes. Um, but anyway, it got five point two stars, so it's clearly a widely shared. Yeah. Why, why do you reckon that did so well in the UK then? Because. I'd well, it, it, it's it's quite funny, Laura. When you were watching that, you were you were laughing away at it, and generally, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a light-hearted. It is because it does it doesn't go too far because that Orangina ad is like oh my like that's that makes you question things. Um, whereas I mean, this still appreciates the kind of awkwardness, and then I think it also draws a little bit on our sort of cultural touch points of our Wallace and Gromits. You know, I think that yeah, kind of yeah, that yeah. kind of animation morph and all the rest of it, we we have that in our sort of popular culture. Bloodstream, um, yeah. Whereas I'm, I'm not sure that they have that in the, the States to the same extent. Yeah, not as, probably not as much. I mean, it's interesting that when you see US animated ads, they're often like a lot, it, it, you know, they, they draw on a different tradition. So they look, like to me they look like really cheap saturday morning kids tv but that's what american kids grew up with um whereas you know if we've we've got this other tradition of kind of claymation and and, and aardman so that's what comes over executionally um so what the americans made of pickle me what do you reckon 
I mean, this is quite hard because I think if you take the whole, you know, cross section of US society, because I think there are certain um, certain nuggets here and there where I think people would really enjoy it. Um, I'm going to go for another two, I think. Okay, so uh, it is a 2.4. It's a 2.4, yeah, so it's, it, yeah, absolutely right. Um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't really translate. No. Um, um, so that, that, that's three hours we've looked at have all followed the exact same trajectory there, really, or the exact five same down pattern. To two. So five down harsh. to two. I mean, we are, we are looking yeah. at some of the ones where, because this is where the interesting stuff is happening, obviously, where the cultural differences... Yeah. Is coming out, but should we should we have a look at? Let's have a look at um, another US one. Let's have a look at another US one. Let's have a look at the Subaru ad. Now, this is just a load of candid camera style footage of children oh. playing with dogs. There's a dog on a trampoline. There's a rabbit getting syringe fed. A load of puppies. There's a horse. There was a chicken earlier. Um, and that is something, that's a goat, I think. What has this got to do with Subaru? No idea. You no don't idea. even see... You not even see the car. You don't even see the car. Um, I mean, Subaru also have scored, like, a bunch of five-star ads with dogs in the car. So they, they, are, they go heavy on the old animals. Um, so, so that got five stars in the US, and it's not... Not enormously surprising that it that it it did it did well. I I think that'll do well. I mean, con- confessional time at my most basic. Um, I do quite like to sit on on YouTube, glass of wine in hand, and um, you know, puppies and babies and that kind of thing. Who doesn't? I mean, I it's mean, yeah, it's a time sink. So that that content, yeah. just I mean, I, I'm speaking from a very personal position, but I think I think that's quite a. It'd be interesting to know, like, just like you said, though, it doesn't even show the car. I mean, what I what I would what would be good to look up, and, and in fact, I, I pledge that I shall look this up and put it in the show notes or whatever, is we'll work out what on earth the brand fluency was for that. Because brand fluency is our, is our, you know, what brand was this for um, thing. And, like, there's no way until, you know, you, you have to actually get right to the end cap to even know that it's for Subaru. And I think they're doing it... Like they're doing it because they've got this kind of long-running charitable Subaru thing, but you think they'd at least put a car in at some yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, th- having um, s- having said that, I mean, it's so different from the vast majority of car brands, so yeah. it is at least standing out in the category. Oh, totally, and it's I mean the whole you know Subaru are one hundred percent focused on they're a, they're a family car brand. They don't make any um, any great claims for kind of you know coolness or performance or anything like that. It is purely we're a friendly we're the friendly car that will get you and your family around, and that's that is like all their marketing is fairly dead on for that. So from that perspective, it fits right in. Um, but anyway, so let us know the the scores. Yeah, what would you reckon, Laura? How did that perform? I mean, I think that would do like a four or a five. Four or five. Tom, do you know the answer to this? Uh, it got a four, didn't it? 5.4. Oh, so, so it actually did better in the UK. It's no, no, a, so uh, it's 5.9 in the US, 5.4 5. 5. in... Yeah, so just a tiny bit less, but we're a tougher crowd. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that is, a, that is, that is like, that's a, 
So what, what we're seeing here is something which does appear to have kind of universal, or at least universal within the US and UK, um, potential. I think, I think what it needed was someone like falling over or hurting themselves. I think that can... Yes, that little bit of schadenfreude, you know. For the full you've been framed experience. Um, um, but... Uh, but Obviously, the way in which it's achieved that is, is you know, sacrificing almost mm-hmm. a kind of cultural specificity and even the brand. Yeah, but then specificity. I, I think that would there. Are, I think there are different cultures where that might not play so well, because um, I think different different countries, different people have different relationships with. Yeah. Pets and yeah. animals, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. the UK is kind of notorious for losing the yeah. plot. A little bit when it comes to it's, our, our it's dogs. true, and actually, I mean, and vice versa. Like we showed the the the, the UK ad that um, that did best in the US, the five star UK ad that performed best out of all the ones that we tested in the US was kind of inevitably an Andrex ad um, with with the puppy, you know, running around with the toilet paper, and it it went from a five to a four, I think. So maybe there's some kind of like cultural. We we well, we've all seen Andrex ads. We know what happens in them. Um, and this was actually their 150th or 100th anniversary. Oh, 75th. No, it's an, oh no, it's an old dog. That's too sad. I can't, I can't watch there's, it. There's an old dog watching his younger self on the TV. Too That's much. too much. That's it is too, too much. much. I hadn't even tweeted that. Oh dear. Oh no. Oh no. Oh. Old dog. It's passing on. It's passing on the tradition. Anyway, that was like five star. Yeah, my word. In the UK, four star in the US. So, like, whatever kind of like you know, slight cultural, well, I don't know <laughs> about the, the 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 dog and the loo role playing, <laughs> which of course all Brits see is entirely natural. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then it's so funny because yeah, I guess it's an icon that they are used to with the Budweiser ads is it Budweiser Super Bowl ads with the Clydesdale horse yeah with the, horse, little, the little puppy yeah yeah and then I always find them really boring yeah like really boring they're, they're, yeah they're not they're not like lively those ads they all they, they used to get five stars year mm-hmm. in year out um, I, I think in general we can see that um, with all the ads that we've looked at the majority of them that have culturally significant things mm. Um, that are made for one specific market do not perform well at all. They take a significant drop when they go to the other market. And also, if there's not much brand fluency mm-hmm. either, that'll also mean it will drop a lot. With um, with Pillsbury in the UK and then with McCain in the US, I mean... But, but you could flip that, couldn't you, and say, well, look, the reason that these ads are good, the reason that they perform well is that they're hitting these kind of deep cultural... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thing. You were saying, Laura, about how there's kind of been because obviously you, um, mm-hmm. you know, LBB runs the Immortals Awards, which, which is is about kind of celebrating the very elite work yeah. uh, from across the industry, and obviously you covered the major awards shows, and there's been rumblings, hasn't there, um, about sort of whether there is too much of this kind of like. You know whether whether the, the 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 so-called kind of global mentality of the industry is in fact just a kind of local sort of US UK mentality, and there's not enough credit being given, particularly to Asia. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's really, I think I think it's definitely the case that, um, from a London perspective, and I think the US, where um, a lot of the global networks are headquartered, and a lot of the the clients have their global headquarters. 
there can be a bit of um, an assumption that you've got a global viewer mindset, and I don't think that's the case. Um, I think if you look at the international award shows, um, UK always punches above its weight. Um, US, actually the sort of Anglosphere, because New Zealand always does incredibly well, but then New Zealand culture, um, so uh, even though a lot of New Zealand work now is trying to incorporate and work with more indigenous you know, Maori culture. And a lot of that is informed by the Brits and the Scots that went, went over. Um, and I speak a lot with um, you know, creative directors. I mean, China in particular, because their work is so different. But actually across Asia, a lot of people question the makeup of in- international um, juries. And, you know, they might have one token person from uh, somewhere in Asia. Um, and actually, you know, the culture in Japan is so different from Korea, China, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of the work that I think has performed the best that's been out of, um, say, China has been the stuff that is so pure and doesn't require much understanding of language. You know, there's the Coca-Cola, the two hands joining. Um, I mean, anyone from anywhere can understand that. Uh, there was an interesting point, particularly around um, Chinese New Year, which is massive. Um, well, the Lunar New Year, because it's also celebrated in Vietnam and Malaysia, etc. Um, you see these, you either see kind of really just this wacky comedy that we might not necessarily get, or um, particularly in China, you might see these longer brand films that are very much about family, very emotional, quite sentimental. I mean, even that there's a lot of Apple iPhone work, which isn't, it's, it's really well made. There was a brilliant um, Alibaba film about the Peppa the Pig launch, which is worth watching. Um, and and I, because I know a little bit about Chinese cinema, I can actually see how it's drawing from a lot of Chinese cinema right, in the 80s, right. that kind of vibe. Um, and it kind of gets a bit dismissed. Um, you know, oh, it's a bit yeah, backwards, it's, or oh, it's, it's a bit not what we think is cool. Um, so you don't understand the cultural context, and and that translates not just to TV ads, but the way people use technology. So, China, everybody uses WeChat to do right. everything. So you could be a digital agency that's something really, really clever, and if you don't use your phone that way, if you still use credit cards, uh, well, you know, you're just going to think it's made up, or well, it's not a, as big a, an innovation as it is. I mean, I think um, we did uh, some Chinese New Year mm. like rankings uh, for the first time this year. We we got our um, Singapore office. They they kind of sourced a, a bunch of ads from Vietnam, from Malaysia, mm. uh, Singapore, and China. And yeah, it was these themes of family. It was this kind of stuff that you know we us us kind of back in London looking yeah. at them. It's it's sort of a bit like sometimes when 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 the new five star US ads come out and there's a certain mm. amount of cynicism mm-hmm. from the the London office about like oh goodness sake it's this sort of you know very sort of weepy family stuff the stuff that was doing well was all that kind of yeah thing. but like again it you know it's not really our if we're if we're judging it in that way and saying oh no it's you know this it's it's too sentimental or whatever or it's not cool. Mm. Um, yeah, you are missing 
all all the kind of background and you're missing how resonant this stuff yeah. is and it's very much like this could be the hovis ad yeah. you know for and and i think some of it is not just the on the the the, the big scale of you know yeah. the, the emotional notes that it's hitting i think you know this ad might use a particular particular celebrity right, that right. hits a particularly nostalgic uh, note or an ironic twist you know somewhere in the middle east and if you don't get it you don't quite get why those those ads are yeah. so smart or strategic I, I think we'll we'll wrap it up now really interesting conversation there about how different ads perform in different in across the different markets <laughs> laura thank you so much for joining us on the podcast it's been brilliant and thank you as ever to tom we will see you in the next episode oh, brilliant. brilliant thanks oh, laura. Th- thanks for having me that was no good worries fun. As always, you can find all of our content at systemonegroup.com. Follow us on social media at System One Research. All of the links and references from this episode will be in the show notes, which also includes a free trial to our ad ratings product.